turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And she's ready to tackle the big cultural and legal issues facing America. This is The Jenna Ellis Show. Here is your host, Jenna Ellis. Welcome to another episode of The Jenna Ellis Show. I'm Jenna Ellis, your host, and I am so excited to be in the great state of Texas today uh, because my guest for this podcast is Don Huffines, and you are going to know that name nationally. Uh, The state of Texas knows this name because he is running for governor uh, from the state of Texas, and this is so exciting to me personally because we have seen so many Uh, Republicans in name only that have been in office that are running uh, just with the RNC's endorsement. And all of you who follow me know that uh, I am not a fan of the RNC from a national level. I am not a fan of any of the rhinos. And we as conservatives, as faith-based Christians, as people who just care about this country, we need to make sure that we are advocating for, supporting, endorsing the true, actual Republicans. And that's actually... Don Huffine's tagline is that he is an actual Republican. And so uh, before we get to my guest, let me also talk about today being September 15th. Um, my good friends at First Liberty are uh, just weeks away um, from this this American travesty that they're, they're describing, um, that they are very concerned about court packing. The far left's radical uh, plan to rig our entire federal judiciary system by adding at least four liberal justices to the Supreme Court, that is completely destroying the constitutional rule of law in our country as we know it. So today being September 15th, uh, they need your signature on their petition. They've written a letter to, telling the Biden commission to reject this brazen court packing scheme. So prominent leaders plus over 100,000 patriots like you have joined this coalition. My good friend Franklin Graham, former Attorney General Ed Meese, uh, Dr. James Dobson, plus organizations like the American Policy Association, uh, Penny Nance with Concerned Women for America, our friends at the Heritage Foundation. All of these great organizations are on board. So please now... Now that it's up to you, go to Supreme Coup, that's C-O-U-P dot com right now and make sure that your name is next to these other leaders by today because we want to make sure that we are protecting and preserving our rule of law, our judiciary against this insane overreach by the the Biden administration. So um, we are in the state of Texas today, though, and talking about Texas specifically. So uh, Don Huffines, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Jenna. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. this is Welcome such, to Texas. Thank you. This is such <laughs> a, a pleasure to meet you in person. Um, I've long been a fan of your work. And my good friend Katrina Pearson, of course, is on your campaign. Um, for those, of course, who are familiar with Katrina, um, you know, she did just such a great job on the 2016 and 2020 Trump campaign. Um, She's one of the most ardent advocates uh, for 
uh, our freedoms and liberties. And so um, that was a huge endorsement of you that Katrina is so solidly in your camp. So um, so for people who um, who maybe haven't been as familiar with you as they are to, you know, Governor Greg Abbott, who has a national profile that unfortunately, I think um, the people like on Fox News and some of these other rhinos are amplifying and they're not telling the full story of what's really going on in Texas. So from your view here on the ground, um, what are the things that are so important to preserve in Texas and why is Abbott really not doing a good job? He's not a real Republican. Right. Well, look, he is a career politician, 30 years in in, uh, elected office and actually on the Texas taxpayer payroll since since that whole time. And it is another thing that most people don't realize. He's never had an opponent, a real opponent, in a Republican primary in 30 years. They always clear the field for him. Mm-hmm. And he's a, you know, he's all, what a career politician's always interested in is their career. And, uh, you know, I would just tell him, tell everybody this, he's a true rhino, Republican in name only. And I can say that definitively because let's just take some of the issues. Uh, I've been a delegate to like 10 state conventions or a bunch of them and three national conventions. But on the state level, we have a huge state party, Republican Party in Texas, and we have thousands of delegates that go to our state convention, about 7,000. And then in all of our precinct conventions and county conventions, we pass resolutions, for instance, that 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 are about what we want as Republicans to be law by the legislature. And every year we go down trying to get these platform uh, planks into law. And I've worked on it for decades myself. And when I was in the le- this Texas Senate, I did the same. But we never get hardly any of them into law, maybe two, maybe one. And their governor is the executive of the Republican Party. He's in charge of the state and the Texas Republican Party. These platforms clear, these issues clearly define who we are as Texas Republicans. And he doesn't believe in any of it. Wow. He doesn't really believe or, or in it because if he did, they'd be law. Yeah, it, it sounds like what so many people were so frustrated with, for example, Paul Ryan and some of the other people who uh, in Trump's first term and in those first two years when Republicans controlled the White House, the House and the Senate. And then we're going, OK, now shouldn't we have uh, a lot of common sense legislation that everybody's been running on, like all of this pro-life stuff, border control, uh, repeal of Obamacare, you know, some of these things. And yet that didn't happen. And we're seeing that on the Texas state level as well. So I think that there is really a parallel there. And as you're describing it, um, Governor Abbott has has done uh, nothing in terms of campaign promises on issues that I think are central to actual Republicans. And I'm a conservative. I have left the National Republican Party under protest, basically saying, the Republican Party has left conservatives. And that's why, you know, your your tagline saying you're an actual Republican is meaningful to me personally, because I would love to see more Republicans like you who understand conservatism to champion those values instead of being basically DNC light. I mean, that's that's how I view Abbott. You're, you're totally correct. That's exactly what he is. I mean, he might agree with two or three of our 10 pro, uh, platform issues. And I always say this. I've got Democrats that agree with that many. <laughs> You know? Right. And if, yeah. And if you don't agree with at least 50 percent or 70 percent of our issues, how can you consider yourself a Republican? And they're not. They're rhinos. They truly are. And I look, I, I served in the Texas uh, Senate and there's only 31 Texas senators and there's 20 Republicans when I was there. And I can tell you, it, it, they work so hard 
almost all of them, not to be accountable. That's mainly what they spend their time at, not to take the hard vote, to follow leadership. They're all in this club, this, and they all know their, their, their loyalties to their fellow club members. And they make fun of the grassroots. They make fun of Republicans. I got cussed at and screamed at in that chamber down there more than I've ever been in my adult life. Wow. And, it's, and all I want to do is make them vote on the issues. And wow. so it's not how you score them by the votes they cast, which is perfectly legitimate, and you should. And I was always ranked one of the most conservative, if not the most conservative state senator. But it was the votes we never got to take. Mm-hmm. And who's fighting to get that to the floor? And there's hardly anyone doing it. There's no one in D.C. doing it. Right. How many people are pushing against, against McConnell? Mm-hmm. I mean, anyway, so there's a lot of issues that aren't getting done that are very it, – it, it, we're running out of time. And I, I'm telling – around the country, if I'm on Steve Bannon or wherever shows I'm on, is that this is the most important election in the United States, the primary for governor of Texas. And one of the main reasons is the border. Mm. I mean, our border is wide open, and the only chance we have of securing that border to save Texas and to save the United States of America is with a courageous governor of Texas. And I've got a great policy and a great plan to do that. And a lot of people would say, well, you know, it's it's maybe not up to the governor because we have all of these edicts now that are, you know, coming from Congress and the federal level. But obviously, you know, you disagree with that and you see where Abbott has sort of just abdicated and said, well, you know, I'm going to not do any of this until it's politically unpopular. And we've seen him in the news recently trying to champion the border. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, six years later, why didn't this come out earlier? (laughs) Right. So what for people who maybe don't know the power of the governor in Texas. Uh, What can he do? What should he do? And what will you do as governor? Well, I can tell you the power of the governor is almost unlimited if you're willing to use it per our Constitution. It really is. And I'm not running for a new job. I've got a great career. Uh, I'm the only elected office holder in the history of the state of Texas that never took any money from the state government. No pay, pension, health care, per diem, reimbursements, no travel vouchers, not a penny. Because I work for the people that hired me and not the government. The government didn't hire me. I'm going to do the same thing as governor. I don't need this job. I'm doing it because the job's not getting done. Yeah. And the border sounds a lot like Trump. And that's great. You know, that's the mentality of true statesmen. And I appreciate that so much rather than, uh, you know, these people who just, as you've said, want to be career politicians because their skill set isn't really marketable anywhere else. So they have to just go (laughs) and take these jobs that they're clearly incompetent to do. And they're beholden to these special interests. And, um, you know, and even outside of the border issue, it has really also concerned me. Uh, to see the LGBT movement that has basically been broadly endorsed by Abbott. So, I mean, for the yes. people who don't understand that, and the, you know, the Save James case, and um, you know, the the young um, the young man whose mom you know literally wants to chemically castrate him, and you know, Abbott is doing nothing about it, and he's just tacitly sort of saying, "Well, too bad we can't get involved." And so, what are some other things in that lane as well that people should know about him and contrast that with uh, where you stand as a statesman rather than politician? Well, thank you. Well, it's an embarrassment for the state of Texas. It really is that we're allowing and we're renowned right now, the state of Texas is, for sex change surgeries under children under 18 years of age. They start brainwashing these children at three years old, four years old. They start chemically castrating them and changing their sex when they, before they hit puberty at 10 and 9 years old. I've been fighting this battle for years, and it is just 
shocking that our state allows it. It's a simple piece of legislation to stop it. And our governor won't take a position on it. He and so he's by not taking a position to stop it, he's he's for it. Right. He's for it. And he doesn't want to fight uh, the LGBT community. And this this is just a very, very embarrassing, sad situation for hundreds and hundreds of kids that are and these doctors and hospitals are making a lot of money on it. Yeah. 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 And and this is so this is so frustrating when you talk about the principles and the the platform that actual Republicans support and endorse. It isn't this big tent lack of moral values, lack of, uh, you know, the, the support for our founding principles. And yet we see from the national level and then from people like Abbott, who are Republican in name only, that they are just widely embracing a lot of this progressive leftism just for votes rather than saying, I'm going to stand principled. And so why are they any different than Democrats? Well, they're not. And Texas is in very, very real jeopardy of going blue. We got a lot of great conservatives here. But when they don't see a difference between the two candidates, they don't get riled up. They're not fired up to vote. Same thing that happens across the nation. They just sit at home. Why would a patriot really show up to vote for someone who's no different or much different, I should say? There's some difference, but not much, in a Democrat. And it suppresses the vote. And my job is to really fire up everybody. And believe me, they are getting fired up when they finally know they got a liberty lover on the ticket. That's great. That's encouraging. It really is. Uh, can I get right back on the border? Do you mind? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, sorry, I got us tr- off track on that <laughs> one. But look, I, I'm a constitutionalist. And like I said, the only chance we have of securing that border is with a courageous governor of Texas. And not only am I going to finish Trump's wall, uh, and I've supported the president throughout his career, of course, at being president. And it'll cost us a lot of money, about $3 billion, But we have the money to get that done. I'm a business guy. I'm the first business guy that's going to be in that chair and 40 years and i see a good deal it's a good deal to spend the three billion to stop and that's about a year and a half payback to help stop this this invasion uh, most people might not realize that border patrol is telling me and i've been there three times in 90 days that two million illegals unapprehended are going to flood into texas this is a premeditated attack on texas by the biden administration mm-hmm. and let's be honest the federal government is never going to secure that border Trump couldn't even get it done. He's the most courageous president we've ever had. And we had the House and the Senate. To what end? Mm -hmm. We still had an open border. So I'm using the Constitution, Article 1, Section 10 of the U.S. Constitution. I have it right here in my hand. And and it clearly gives states the authority to defend themselves if they're invaded. And it only makes sense. Absolutely, it does. And yeah, and it's it's been such a travesty to see the Biden administration and even some of the Republicans in name only that wouldn't support uh, President Trump and then governors like Abbott who have uh, border states that they're allowing all of this. And uh, and really, it just comes down to they want to have more votes for Biden. I mean, they're, they're basically harvesting votes from across the border. And there are so many Americans that are really concerned about this and not just uh, the swaying of elections, but all of the other things that come with having, uh, you know, illegal immigrants who come. And we can say that term, by the way, I hate this whole like undocumented. Citizens. It's like, no, they're they are violating our law and we yes. shouldn't allow it. Yeah, they're not migrants. They're illegal aliens, period. And there's Hundreds of thousands of them coming to the Texas Border Patrol, by the way, says they've they've apprehended 
illegals from 150 different countries since the beginning of the year. This isn't just Mexico. Wow. So I'm using the entire Texas military, we, our National Guards, 20,000 of them, and we're going to secure all 25 bridges over that river. And it's not just to be arbitrary about it, Jenna. This is a, a strategic decision to stop all inbound commercial traffic from Mexico. Texas does over $250 billion worth of trade with Mexico. I love Mexico, and I love Mexicans, but they're being a real bad neighbor. If you got your under a Huffines administration, if you got your proper paperwork as individuals, you can come back and forth. But I'm stopping the inbound only commercial traffic from Mexico until they secure their side of the river. Mm-hmm. If you got a neighbor's going to tear your fence down every day, you're never going to have a secure border. So I'm going to make sure Mexico secures their side, and if they get to our side, I'm loading them up and taking them right back. We don't just have the authority to enforce immigration law. We got the authority to ignore it, and that's constitutional. There's no question about it. I'm not worried about a lawsuit. I'm worried about Texas, and I'm never going to ask permission from the federal government to secure the Texas border. I love it, and I love that you are so strong on this because we've seen over the last year uh, especially how important – our constitutional framework of federalism really is and how state governors need to recognize their control over uh, legitimate issues. I mean, we've seen, of course, the Democrats in the blue states harnessing the pretext of the coronavirus and, and, you know, just doing wild things under emergency authority that are far outside their bounds. But then Republican governors aren't actually using their power. They're just saying, oh, well, the federal government tells me I can't. And it's great to see someone who is running for governor in a state that is so important like Texas, saying, I'm not afraid of a lawsuit. You know, that's one of the things that I think Christy Nome has been just bending over backwards to say, well, you know, I don't want to face some of this stuff in, in court, like, um, you know, the women's sports bills. And that disappointed me. I'm like, where? who cares about a lawsuit? Say, bring it on when you know you're on the proper side of the U.S. Constitution. Be bold about it. And that's something that I love and respect about your platform is that you are willing to say these are the constitutionally appropriate powers of the government. You're willing to use them. And that's what I think common sense Americans, and especially in the state of Texas, know that they want and they'll vote for uh you're uh you're totally right we have had no courage nationally at all with our republican governors texas can be and is the tip of the spear and what i'm going to do is is buck up all the other republican governors so they too can can get pushed back and 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 i'm going to prove not just to the United States what it means to be sovereign. I'm going to prove to the whole world what it means to be sovereign. I'm taking sovereignty to a level no one alive in this country has ever seen. I'm never going to ask permission from the federal government about anything. And, and I'm just not. We're out of time on this. I think I'm like every Republican out there. We're tired of the lies. We are tired of the duplicitous behavior we're tired of the broken and empty promises and we're we're frustrated we're scared and it's over we've mm-hmm. got to take our state back we got to take our country back and if we don't if we lose texas we're going to lose the, the free world absolutely and, as goes texas you know there yeah there goes the red state and there goes america and 
Um, and this is where, so you can go to um, donhuffines.com to learn uh, more about you and, and, and your extreme and very well-centered patriotism. I mean, it's sad that it's that it's extreme in the sense that you're actually doing what uh, the U.S. Constitution would require, what our founders provided, why states are sovereign. Um, I love all of that, and I think that you're absolutely right that uh, people in America are so tired of these, you know, the strongly worded letters from Republicans, and there's no <laughs> action. They're not right. d- actually doing anything and saying, wait a minute, this is the power of the state level that we have abdicated and ceded so much to Washington-centric corrupt control. And people like Greg Abbott would rather spend, you know, the the two minutes on Hannity getting name recognition than he would compare to actually comparing what his priorities are and standing up for the people of the state of Texas. And um, so speaking of patriots as well, I want to take just a minute to talk about my good friend Mike Lindell. Um, I love that he is a sponsor of this podcast. He has a passion as well to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. You can use code uh, promo code Jenna and support him at MyPillow.com. You can also call 1-800-564-8475 and um, you have a lot of uh, different discounts and, you know, even more than that. And I love, you know, everybody who's already, um, you know, used my promo code to support this show to support uh, Mike Lindell. It's also important because cancel culture is a very real thing. And the fact that Mike has political opinions as a businessman does not mean that he should be pushed out of uh, the capitalist uh, contributions. And so I support him, even if, you know, I don't necessarily agree with all of his opinions. That doesn't matter. What matters is that he is a patriot. He loves this country and he's being canceled. So we need to support him. So use promo code Jenna and you can also call one 800 564 8475. All right, so we are here with my good friend Don Huffines, who is running for governor of the state of Texas, and all of you can support him at donhuffines.com. And, uh, you know, Don, it's been so great to uh, to get to know you and your family. Um, I, I was meeting with your wife at a great event earlier <laughs> today. She's fantastic. And oh, um, we found out that we have something in common that uh, our families are homeschoolers. So um, I love that you and your wife homeschooled uh, your kids. I was homeschooled K through 12. Um, I want to definitely talk about school choice, but from like a broad, you know, 30,000 foot perspective, um, as you're describing all of these things that are so important to getting Texas and America generally back on track, um, what is the lens by which you view the proper role of government? Well, I can tell you that it's something that we've gotten away from. Uh, the Marxists and the socialists have taken over our education system, our seminaries, our politics and our media, of course. And everybody thinks the role of government's to do everything for everybody. And it's not. Of course, right. it was never set up that way. And I always ask this question. It's a little rhetorical, but I ask it wherever I go. What is the proper role of government? And I'm saying that in the United States, for the first 100, 125 years of our history, everyone could answer that. And it, but before the Marxists started getting involved, and it's always to defend our God-given liberties. Our liberties come yes. from God and not the government. These are our natural rights. They're not privileges. And that was a very liberal idea when we created this country. And that is so important to understand. Really, so if you think about that, the real fundamental of role of government is to protect pe- the, the citizens from government. Mm-hmm. And that's why we wrote the Constitution. That's why it was written, because they knew the biggest threat to our natural rights, our God-given liberties, was the very government they were creating. So they wrote a, a document that restrained government. 
Yeah, and and I love that that is your perspective because it's the it's the truthful one, and so few people who are running for public office actually understand that because they are power hungry, right? Rather than um, like what everyone loves about President Trump is saying, no, we need to return the power back to the people because no one in this country is entitled to public office or entitled to the powers of government, and they have to understand that the only proper role is to preserve and protect. Our liberties and freedoms, our freedom in decision-making, exercising our faith, um, all of these things that come down to exercising freedom and liberty and the rights, as you very aptly put, they're not privileges. They can't be abridged or sold or bought at whim of a petty tyrant, whether it's here in Texas or out in D.C. And um, and so to have that view of government, um, that leads into a really important question uh, on the federal government and even the state level on vaccine mandates, because that's when I think that is the greatest civil liberty violation that is coming up that even some so-called Republicans are saying, well, of course we can do this under the auspices of health and safety. But if we can do that and we allow our government to do that, what can't they mandate? under this broad police power. What's your view? Amen. There's nothing. Once this starts going down, which it is, there's nothing they're not going to do. We've lost more liberty in the last 18 months than I ever thought we would lose in the history of our country, certainly not in my lifetime or my children's lifetime. It was really the catalyst for made me to, to, made me get, to help me get into this race. And when our governor shut the state down, three million Texans were filed unemployment in one week, more jobs than we created in 12 years combined. Three million Texans out of wow. work and tens of thousands of businesses unilaterally picking winners and losers. And he closed our churches. Hmm. He closed our churches over the holiest week of the year, Easter. And you couldn't baptize the dead. You couldn't baptize. You couldn't bury the dead. You couldn't get married. You know, in the history of Christianity, we've never closed our churches in 2000 years Wow! because you're talking right. about possible salvation. Right. And, and so. I mean, the most I could go essential function of human existence. Totally. And yes. we could go on and on. And it keeps a mass mandate on us for nine months. DeSantis took it off in six weeks. And, all <laughs> up. and people thank Abbott for taking off the mask mandate. That's like thanking a thief for bringing some of your stolen goods back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, well said. And, and, and uh, the, the, uh, the insult to even suggest that a vaccine would be mandatory is, un, is just not comprehensible to me. It's mm-hmm. not. But we've lost so much liberty, Jenna. I'm not surprised at all. What I'm so concerned about is where this is all going. We lost so much in 18 months. Where is it going to be in two years, three years, four years? What liberty lost is very rarely liberty restored. And that's what my, my campaign's all about. It's helping me cut the chains of government to restore the liberties that have been stolen from us. And, it's, and we've got to awaken the sheep. Mm-hmm. We've just got to wake them up. Because there's a lot of patriots out there. There there are. And so when you're governor, what will be your position on the federal vaccine mandates? And, you know, we've talked about how you don't care if you're sued. And I love that because, yeah. uh, you know, we shouldn't. And so what will be your position in response to the federal government? I will push back with every tool I can. I either get the legislature to pass laws that they can't happen. But I can tell you, anyone who doesn't want to take that vaccine in the state of Texas, I'm going to have your back. I'm going to do everything I can to protect you in your business and, and whether you're employed or you're working for the government or a private business. 
uh, we will have, I will have their back. Where well, I'm not going to allow someone to be forcibly vaccinated in the state of Texas. If I can, if I, if I can, I'll do everything I can. I'm not going to make anybody wear a face diaper either. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, whether you're in school or not. Look, if you want to get vaccinated, I'm all for it. If somebody chooses, they can shoot themselves up 10 times. I don't care. But mm-hmm. if you want to wear, if somebody wants to wear a mask, they can wear a mask. That's what liberty's about. Yes. But forcing people to do something is is not going to happen under a Huffines administration. That is the exact right constitutional perspective, um, in in my opinion. And I think as our founders provided, I mean, the the idea that the government can forcibly inject a vaccine that has no proven. Uh, track record ha- doesn't have any long-term effects. I mean, for people who want to make their own risk calculation, I am the same way as you that, you know, if they want to uh, take the vaccine, it's available. That is their choice. If they don't want to, there absolutely should be not any government compulsion. Um, this is such an invasion of privacy. Um, I don't think that religious liberty uh, accommodations are the only tool Uh, to fight this because people who maybe aren't part of the faith group um, or they're, you know, unfortunately pro-choice or, you know, whatever, and so they wouldn't uh, qualify for those exemptions, they are still private citizens and their government should not say we are going to forcibly inject you with this or you're going to lose your job, you're going to lose your business. I mean, the fact that we've even come to that question in this country signals exactly what you just said, Don, that we have lost so much liberty in the span of such a short time period that it's shocking. I mean, I represented John MacArthur and Grace Community Church out in California during the shutdowns. Mm-hmm. And they it was so interesting to me that the state of California didn't want to put their health officers under deposition. They know that they can't they can't prove it. But it was so disappointing. I know to Pastor John, uh, to me, my co-counsel, that he was one of the few pastors that stood up and just said, no, no, the state cannot come into the province of the church and tell us that we have to close our doors. And so for the pastors in the state of Texas, and I think it's incredibly important that the faith-based community gets involved in politics. We have to. Um, That's just part of exercising our faith. Um, What's your message to pastors um, in terms of the direction Texas is going? Uh, You're so correct, Jenna. We have to get the churches involved. If we can get everyone out of the pews and vote their faith, we will never lose an election. We won't. And there's just so many patriots that go to church and, and really just don't go out and vote. We, we And we just have a lot of apathy there. And we need the pastors to stir them up. I mean, that's how this country was founded. Our revolution was really partially started and, and promoted, of course, in the churches mm-hmm. against the king. And that's what we need today. Because this is a battle of good versus evil. Socialism always leads to communism and tyranny and the horrors we can't even imagine. But they're coming. The Democrats want to get there today. A lot of these rhino Republicans, we're, we're going the same direction. We're sliding down this same slope. And we're going to get there next week, but we're still going to get there if we don't purge the, par- the rhinos out of our party. If we don't awaken the sheep, we awaken the masses to what's coming. Mm-hmm. And the pastors are the catalyst for that. They can do that. All they need to do is tell the truth and not be scared. Mm-hmm. And they're scared of that Johnson Amendment and all this and losing their C3 status. I mean, seriously, really? Yeah, like, okay, yeah. so so if somebody, if the IRS, which has never forced a church to actually pay taxes, starts doing that, isn't that worth telling the truth? And isn't that worth it? It's like, if, if I was a pastor, I'd be like, you know what, bring it on. My, it's not just a... 
a function of the church. It's a duty and an obligation for pastors to say, here's how you have to get involved. Here's how you have to come out and uh, support freedom and liberty and, and hold your government accountable as good citizens. I mean, the Bible talks about good citizenship. Absolutely, it does. Of course, and it's and it's the culture issues also. Abortion, yes. uh, same-sex marriages. You could just go down the list. And our country is now is unfortunately has turned its back on God for so long mm-hmm. that we're going to reap the rewards of that, and they're going to be hell. Mm-hmm. It's going to be terrible. And we need the pastors to help us. And I think we can convince them of that. There are some good folks out there. And by the way, I, to my knowledge, no church has lost its C three status. From right. a from a preacher preaching the truth, <laughs> right? And you know what? And that's that's where uh, like my my good friends at the Alliance Defending Freedom and Thomas More Society are ready and able to stand up and defend the pastors like John MacArthur and like others who stand right. for the truth and are just being pastors. And I love that your perspective is to uh, also protect their province of teaching truth. And and that's what it's all about. And, you know, you mentioned, um, Don, as well, that if Christians would just turn out in faith-based communities would actually show up. Um, you know, I always use, use the, the phrase from uh, Wayne Gretzky that he said, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. If people stay home because they're discouraged, that is the worst possible option because then you're not even trying anymore. You're not even engaging in the fight. And so many people in the aftermath of 2020 and now just what we saw yesterday in the state of California, how many Republicans stayed home in the recall uh, because they are rightly concerned about election integrity. They're rightly concerned that their vote won't even count. But I think people need to well, get out and vote anyway, and then at least you preserve the argument. And so for the state of Texas and looking at the landscape uh, broadly of election integrity, what are your views on that subject? Well, we have a lot of fraud in Texas. There's no question about it. And I've been adamant about this. I've called for a comprehensive third-party forensic audit of our 2020 elections and our 18 elections, for that matter. Um, it, it we, we just passed a new law. The legislature did. But, it, look, that's it, we've got a lot of laws on the books. It's a matter of enforcing the laws. We don't have anyone of courage to go after the cheaters. So I have a comprehensive policy when I'm governor to to – create a new government agency. It's going to be called Government Corruption, Election Integrity Division. It's going to be law enforcement. Wow. Republicans cheat and Democrats cheat. People always cheat in an election since there's ever been an election. And this and having confidence is the foundation of our constitutional republic. It, when, yes. And when you break it, when people, it, all heck's going to break loose. And it is the one of the number one causes of a civil war. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to stop it. we got to get people to have confidence. I'm going to have a separate court system, a separate prosecution system. I'm going to put law enforcement to follow the ballots. They're going to be specifically trained only in this area. Where's, who owns the software companies? Where are these machines bought? Who's programming them? Who's watching over them? Where, and all of the issues that we need uh, security on, this special division of law enforcement is going to handle, and, and along with the courts to prosecute them and put people in jail. One of those, it's one of those things that um, that it's so obvious that the foundation of our system has to be security in our elections, so that we, the people, actually get to exercise 
our vote and require that type of accountability. And so, you know, why why aren't other Republican governors who are already in office doing something like this? I mean, it seems like they're just they're so scared of election integrity as a topic. You can't be called, you know, a insurrectionist and all this. And it's like, whatever. I get called names all the time. I don't care. I want to speak truth. So why aren't other Republicans doing this? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. I've been answering asking that for years in the state of Texas. I mean, for years. We thought we we know we've been getting cheated in Texas and is in most states. The attorney general is the one is an elected position in Texas, and that's the one generally in charge of enforcing election law. And then we have a secretary of state appointed by the governor is in in charge of overseeing the elections and making sure everyone's obeying the law and has their proper documents and things. Greg Abbott was attorney general in the state of Texas for 12 years. 4,000 people work in the attorney general's office, 750 attorneys for 12 years. And do you know how many attorneys he assigned to voter fraud? Two. Wow. Two. And he's governor for eight years. This guy's a career guy, right? Mm -hmm. His secretary of state's the one that messed up all the elections. He puts a Democrat in as secretary of state. That is insane. And he doesn't ever talked about it. Till this year when he knows he's got primary competition on his right. He's trying to shore up his right flank. The guy is a political windsock by definition. And Republican voters in Texas are smart. They know a failed administration when they see it, and they know a fraudulent Republican when they see it. You know, they know that I'm the actual Republicans are actually going to do something about it. But it is a uh, serious, serious issue. It's voter suppression. The Democrats say it's voter suppression. I tell you, voter suppression is when millions of Texans think their votes are being stolen. They don't see any reason to vote. Yeah, oh, 100%. And that's why they're not turning out. Right. And they're so discouraged. I mean, one of the number one questions I get on the daily basis is, well, why should we even participate? I'm not doing anything until we remedy 2020. And I'm thinking that that's not the appropriate response. But at the same time, the voter suppression, I think that's so aptly put, is are, are all of the people who are being suppressed from even turning out because they're so discouraged. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, can I tell you a quick little story yes. about church and, and, and the horrors that are going on right now in our country? Absolutely. This April, this April, uh, I got a call from my daughter, and she's upset. She's ready. To, she said, the police are here to arrest me. She went to Mass. We're Catholic. And she they had to be socially distanced in the gymnasium where they were having it. She was 10 feet away in two chairs with her husband away from anyone else. She's holding her 10-month-old baby. She's uh, a one-year-old baby. She's two months pregnant. She took the mask off because she felt morning sickness. She didn't feel good. The priest told her to put it back on. She says, no, I don't feel good. There's nobody around her. She's going to take it off. She goes up and gets communion, the host, and she's kneeling and praying, and uh, somebody grabs her on the shoulder. She turns around. There are three policemen standing behind her in the middle of service what yes why she has the host in her mouth and a baby in one arm telling her she's going to jail for not wearing her mask in church and it wasn't even a church it was a gym i mean this is the level that abbott and all of these rhinos and these leftists have done to our country they've empowered these 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 liberal uh, pastors, these liberal priests, and they've scared everybody in, into submission to arrest somebody, a pregnant woman with her baby in the middle of a service. 
and it's not a sanctuary. And you know the scariest thing about it, Jenna? She they got her out of the out of the building. They didn't take her to jail, but they wrote her up. I mean, the scariest thing was, and that whole congregation, no Nobody. one said a word. Nobody stood up. Nobody. That... They just ignored it like it didn't happen. And that's what always happens with tyranny. Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm glad that wasn't me. Oh my gosh, I'm glad they got my neighbor. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I can't get involved. Wow. That's a that happened to my daughter, and now her husband videoed it. So the video got some record of, it, and it went viral. Good, uh, good. And th- yeah. this is where uh, this is happening. Every for everyone who's listening, this is what's actually happening in the state of Texas because there's a kind of this national tenor of thinking that somehow Texas is synonymous with the freedom in Florida, and that's just not the case. Absolutely and, not. And we need change in Texas. We need to have an actual Republican like Don Huffines, who is in office, who understands the lens of liberty, who understands the limited nature of government. And those types of stories are the things that, thankfully, we have social media that, of course, the leftists are trying to censor because stories like that need to go viral. And you don't hear that covered on the nightly news, even on so-called conservative channels. Um, and those are the stories of what's really going on. And I'm really glad that you shared that. So um, so tell everyone again where they can find you, how they can support you, and get your message out. DonHuffines.com. That's H-U-F-F-I-N-E-S. And, of course, I'm all over social media. Follow yeah. him on Twitter. I do. I retweet. <laughs> yeah, great. I appreciate it. And Katrina's doing a great job. We've got a great team. We're in this to win. I'm not trying to send a message or make a statement. I'm here to save Texas. That means I can save the free world. And that's a fact. We've got a lot of resources. We raised millions of dollars. This is not a whimsical campaign. I've got dozens of people on payroll. Uh, we were saturating the state with Huffines signs and Huffines volunteers. And, and we're going to win. Yeah. We're in this to win. Well, I've I've been uh, so privileged to be here in your campaign office today. Uh, you know, meeting everyone, seeing uh, the the groundswell, and seeing your whole team. And you know, frankly, it reminds me of. Um, you know, a version of, of what, uh, you know, the Trump campaign looked like. And, you know, you've got Katrina, who who she is the best in the business, and she's so great. And so, you know, I can tell people listening, he is not exaggerating that this is a very serious campaign. We just need to call out the truth about the Republicans in name only. And we need to back. Don't, don't even listen to what polls may or may not say. I don't even know what the polls are saying in the state of Texas right now, and I don't care. What matters is that you get out and you vote and that you vote for the person who is the best qualified for the job because if people stopped listening to the naysayers and they just got out and voted and supported candidates that are the true conservatives, the actual Republicans, we would make a change across this country. So, Don, thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to future conversations. Well, thank you, Jenna. Thank you for having me. Let me say our greatest days are coming. That's Um encouraging. That is really encouraging. And I'm so glad. So thank you for being with me uh, today on the Jenna Ellis Show. And before I go, I want to let you know that, um, you know, we, even though we have a positive outlook, we have seen a total failure of government on the federal level, all of the rhinos, the botched exit from Afghanistan uh, that makes us less safe than we've been in years, disastrous economic policies. And the bottom line is that we're in the midst of a failed presidency on the national level. And unless we put people like Donna Fines in office and all of these 
these real Republicans, then things are probably going to get worse. But now is the time for Americans to take steps to protect your finances and retirement. So when times are turbulent, you need an asset that protects you. And that's why I believe in investing in gold and trust my friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Gold offers a hedge against inflation and protects you from the volatile financial market. Legacy Precious Metals is a company that you can trust to give you good, patient counsel for your personal situation. So their team of experts have decades of experience helping Americans like you and me make the right decision for yourself and your family. It's all about freedom and liberty, folks, right? All about freedom and liberty. So call Legacy Precious Metals today, 866-528-1903. That's 866-528-1903. Or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Download their free investor's guide. And of course, subscribe to my podcast. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you will never miss an episode. I will be back with you tomorrow. I'm Jenna Ellis, and this has been The Jenna Ellis Show.